Hi, this is Adam Bergman, partner with the IRA Financial Group, president of the IRA Financial Trust Company. Today, I want to discuss what is a disqualified person with respect to a self-directed IRA or 401k plan. And uh, this is a really important topic because the basis of the prohibited transaction rules for a self-directed IRA or a solo 401k in large part fall on who is a disqualified person. And essentially, just to take a step back, the prohibited transaction rules basically discuss types of transactions that you are not permitted to do with retirement funds. And and generally, with a self-directed IRA or solo 401k, there's essentially three categories. You can't buy life insurance for an IRA. A 401k, you can buy life insurance. So that's one distinction. Uh, You can't buy collectibles, antiques, rugs, stamps, baseball cards, diamonds. There's a special carve-out for precious metals. Gold, silver, palladium, uh, bars, bullion, American Eagle statemented coins. And then the heart of the prohibited transaction uh, debate or um, analysis is you're not allowed to engage in any transaction that directly or indirectly personally benefits you as the IRA owner or any of your lineal descendants, which are essentially disqualified persons. And 4975E2 describes what a disqualified person is. So you generally will not have a prohibited transaction if you don't have a disqualified person. Obviously, putting aside collectibles and life insurance, which are really Section 408 uh, non-permitted investments. They're not technically prohibited transactions. Um, The penalties are are a little bit different in terms of if you violate those rules. But if you want to look at prohibited transactions under 4975, you really need to understand what a disqualified person is. Because if you don't have a disqualified person – you're not going to have a prohibited transaction. For example, if you as the IRA holder, um, and again, you're always going to be there as the IRA holder. You're, you're always going to be on one side of the uh, analysis because if it's your IRA, you're the IRA holder, you automatically are a fiduciary. So the question is, who's on the other side of the investment? If the other side of the investment, directly or indirectly, do not involve disqualified persons, and we'll get to them in a minute, who they are, you're fine. If you buy Apple stock or IBM stock or a mutual fund, you're not going to have prohibited transaction issues because the other party is not a disqualified person. No one owns a big chunk of Apple or Google or mutual funds unless you are somehow providing services uh, to those funds. And those are very specific cases. You're you're not going to have any uh, issues from a disqualified person. Same as if you buy a house from a third party, non-disqualified person, and sell it or rent it to a non-disqualified person, and you simply as the IRA holder are just acting passively, you're not going to have any issues. So, if, however, if you are looking at a transaction that directly or indirectly on the other side involve a disqualified person, and we're going to touch on those right now, uh, you got to be careful. And you probably want to stay away from the transaction because the penalties are very steep for engaging in a prohibitive transaction. You're looking at, in the IRA setting, uh, the blow-up of the IRA uh, tax and penalties, uh, which can go up to 100%. In the 401k context, that transaction, the 401k will stay uh, intact, but the transaction will be uh, blown up and taxable and, and potential penalties. So let's go through 4975E2. To see who is a disqualified person. So E2A talks about a fiduciary. 
That's really use the IRA holder or anyone that has investment discretion over your account. But generally, for most people, it's going to be used since from an IRA or 401k standpoint, you're really the one that has discretion. Obviously, an investment advisor would fall in this category because they're likely a fiduciary. Uh, 4975E2B is someone who provides services to the plan, like a custodian or a trustee of the 401k. If you have a solo 401k, uh, and you're the trustee, you're already a disqualified person since it's your 401k anyways uh, as a participant, so uh, you're, you're obviously going to be uh, disqualified anyways. But again, you got to look who you're doing the investment with. If it's your IRA or 401k, you're always going to have a disqualified person on one side of the table. The issue is who are you dealing with? That's going to determine whether the transaction is going to be prohibited because if the other party you're dealing with or parties are not disqualified and you're, you're not uh, acting in any way that violates 4975, you will be fine. 497E2C is an employer any of whose employees are covered by the plan. This generally doesn't apply to IRAs. You're looking at a, a 401k context here. Not very common in solo 401ks or self-directed IRAs, obviously. 4975E2D is in David, an employee organization, any of whose members are covered by the plan. Again, it's not an IRA issue. Really doesn't come up in solo 401ks because we're not in that employee organization context. E2E is a 50% owner of the employer or employee organization with the plan. Um, again, in the solo K context, IRA context, uh, you're not going to have to worry about E. F is very important because it talks about a family member of A, a fiduciary, or someone who provides services to the plan. So, and family members, you're looking at lineal descendants, parents, children, spouse, daughter-in-law, son-in-law. This is where that whole lineal descendant analysis comes into play. Very important. Remember, it's up and down the family tree. Parents, children, spouse, daughter-in-law, son-in-law, obviously grandparents, up and down the family tree. Sis brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, cousins, they're not disqualified persons as to E2F, so you can transact with them. Um, so again, E2F is very important. It talks about family members of you, the IRA owner or a family member of someone providing services to the plan, the trustee or the custodian. So um, E2F, family member, lineal descendants, be aware of them. If the other party of the transaction is a family member, a lineal descendant, do not do the deal. It's going to violate the prohibitive transaction rules because you have two disqualified persons, you and then the party you're transacting with. E2G talks about an entity, a corporation, partnership, trust, estate, controlled more than 50% by... You, someone providing services to the plan under E2A, e, uh, E2B, and obviously E2F, uh, family members. So if you your IRA or 401k is going to invest in an entity that's owned 50% or more by you personally or a lineal descendant or someone providing services to the plan, you're looking at a prohibited transaction because you have a disqualified person on the other side. Now, a lot of people say, oh, if, if, if I own less than 50%, it's fine. That's not true. Uh, if you look at 4975 C1, it uh, talks about all the prohibited transactions and it also involves self-dealing a conflict of interest. There's case law that states that even if uh, Rollins v. Commissioner, for example, Mr. Rollins was a um, – he had a 401K. He also owned the business uh, personally, less than 10%. 401k lent that business money, and the tax court ruled it was a primitive transaction. So my position is even if it's a 1% or 0.5% ownership, be careful. 
Now, again, obviously, if it's a widely held company like Apple or Google or GE or anything publicly traded, you're not going to run into these issues. You, you can own Apple stock personally and with your IRA. But if you are in a, a closely held company setting, you know, under 100 shareholders, uh, especially if it's very closely held under five shareholders, be careful. Even if you personally are going to have 5% or you or a lineal descendant, your parents, your children, your spouse, are going to have 10%, 15%. Be careful. Do the analysis. The analysis you need to do is, if the IRS looks at this, is there any direct or indirect personal benefit? If your IRA investment or 401k investment is personally, directly, or indirectly benefiting you or a lineal descendant or another disqualified person, do not do it. Now, I know it's facts and circumstances, but you got to run the math and you got to run the, the analysis and you have to beware and probably side on the uh, side of caution because uh, the penalties are steep and you do not want to get into a private transaction scenario. So again, make sure the other parties of the transaction are not disqualified. Um, now we're on E2. Uh, we talked about E2G, which talks about entities, corporations, partnerships, trusts, estates. And again, the IRS will look through the owners. They're not just because you have an, a, a corporation there. They don't care. They're going to ask who owns the corporation. Clearly, if it's owned 50 percent or more by a disqualified person, don't do it. But even if it's owned less, remember the Rollins case, beware. Uh, look at the facts. Talk to tax advisors, attorneys, uh, tax professionals who are familiar with the prohibitive transaction uh, rules. It's vital that you uh, do not run afoul to these uh, uh, very specific rules. 4975E2H talks about a 10% owner, officer, director, or highly compensated employee of CD or G. So if you look at 4975 E2C, that's an employer. So if, if someone were, if someone's a 10% greater owner, director, or a highly compensated employee uh, of someone uh, of an employer of the plan or an employer organization of the plan or a 50% or more owner of the uh, employer or employee or with the plan and or any entity, corporation, partnership, trust, or state own 50% or more by a disqualified person, um, they're disqualified. So if you have a business arrangement where you own 70% of the company and your partner owns 30%, you can't take your IRA and lend that 30% partner money because he or she is disqualified because she's or he is a 10% or more owner of an entity that you own more than 50% of personally. So you know it's not as simple just saying, oh, I own less than 50% or more than 50%, I'm disqualified and everything else works. You got to run the analysis, ask questions. That's why hopefully you're working with companies like IRA Financial Group where we have the expertise that we can really um, scrub the details and make sure and hopefully advise you whether something is potentially prohibited and, and whether to take the analysis a step further. Obviously, we can't tell you what to do from an investment standpoint, whether you're going to you know, make a good investment or a bad investment. We're not fiduciaries. We're not investment advisors. It's not our job. But we could certainly tell you based off the 4975 tax code provisions and case law whether we think you should uh, be weary of a uh, potential transaction due to the prohibited transaction rules. Uh, E2I talks about a 10% or more partner joint venture of, again, a 4975 E2CDE or G. Same, same concept as the previous E2H. You know, you, you, you have 60% of a business and your 20% uh, partner wants 
needs money and you can't take your IRA and lend him or her the money because that would violate E2H or I. So that's essentially the application of uh, the disqualified uh, person rules. It's found under 4975 E2. Uh, once you ha know there's a disqualified person on the other side of the table, uh, be weary of the transaction. Of course, you're the IRA holder or the 401k plan trustee or participant. You're always going to be a disqualified person. The key is who's on the other side of the table. If the other side of the table is not someone who's disqualified based off 4975, you're probably okay. Now, you may have other issues to concern yourself with, unrelated business taxable income, which I've done a number of podcasts on, or other potential tax issues, but you're probably not going to deal with prohibited transaction rules. The best way to prevent a prohibited transaction is don't engage in transaction with a disqualified person. And, and the whole idea of a disqualified person, it's not just one, one part of E2. It's all of them. you got to go through E2A to I and really go through each one and check it off and make sure that the party or parties or entities you're dealing with with your retirement account is not a disqualified person. Um, very important stuff. Uh, don't take this stuff lightly. Talk to people. Um, if you have questions, talk to experts, accountants, uh, tax advisors, lawyers, IRA Financial Group. Uh, I've written a number of books on uh, self-directed retirement plans. All of them include information on private transactions as qualified persons. Contact us. We'd, we'd love to hear from you, obviously. And if you just want to send us an email with a potential investment question, you can send it to info at irafinancialgroup.com. Someone will give you their thoughts and, and you know, hopefully be able to uh, – uh, then, then look at the, that analysis and, and, and take it a step further and speak to other people. But at least you'll have a foundation as to, to whether the transaction may or may not potentially violate the prohibited transaction rules. Adam Bergman, IRA Financial Group, IRA Financial Trust. I uh, hope you found the podcast helpful. Um, if you have questions, call 800-472-0646. For IRA Financial Group, 800-472-1023 if you want to open up a self-directed uh, IRA account with IRA Financial Trust. Um, thanks for listening and until next time.